Hello and welcome to the Rookies F1 podcast. My name is Chloe and I've been a casual fan of Formula One for the past eight seasons. So opposite me is Rachel. And I have been a fan since the start of this season. In this podcast, we'll be having a good old natter about all things Formula One, chatting about all the happenings in F1 and getting quite confused over the many... Many technical regs. (laughs) Disclaimer, our engineering knowledge is very limited. That was very, 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 very important for today. (laughs) It's been a a crazy weekend. Um, Crazy weekend. In the best way possible. (laughs) I was just going to say it's been the Mexican Grand Prix. It hasn't. That was last week. (laughs) It's been the Brazilian Grand Prix. (laughs) Brazil been a good one it has been a good one and it's also been a highly controversial one (laughs) it's not even over yet we record this and there's potential for potential for more controversy it makes up it makes up for the mexican grand prix 100 percent that's not that doesn't even exist in my head didn't happen didn't happen do you want to know something funny that happened to me today before we get into this race weekend? Yeah. Um, so I got home, got off the bus, got home from a lecture. Uh, saw I had a thing from Amazon. So I thought, wow, I haven't ordered anything from Amazon, although I didn't rule out the idea that uh, I could have done it at two in the morning without thinking. <laughs> like a certain rhino costume. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I look at it and it says it's a free sample. I'm like, oh... Well, that, that's pretty cool. I open it up. It's a blooming UEFA Champions League sticker album <laughs> with no packs. <laughs> First of all, since when has Amazon been sending out free samples? I don't know, but I need to get on it. <laughs> Second of all, is this because of all of the <laughs> turbo attacks? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um... Uh, no comment. <laughs> well, for real, I only got the stickers come in it. There's about six of them. Didn't send me any packs. Like, surely I would be more likely to start collecting these if they sent me, like, a couple of packs. And I'm like, wow, fun. Footballers that I know. Well, it's I don't know them. a good job they didn't then, because... <laughs> yeah. I feel like they've ripped me off. I didn't even buy anything. <laughs> oh, dear. I did, but that was that was ready for me today. That was um, an interesting discovery. But I think the discovery that Amazon does samples, free samples, is is the biggest takeaway from that. Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, cheers, cheers to that. We're so boring. We're drinking Diet Coke. Elite it's drink. Brand. Elite drink. So <laughs> brand. Right. There's a lot to discuss. <laughs> FP1. What did we find out in FP1? Lewis Hamilton. New internal combustion engine. Surprise. Not a surprise. We all kind of knew it was going to happen. It made sense. It made sense for Mercedes to do yes. that. And by the end of that session, we had Hamilton, Verstappen and Perez. At the top. I don't even think... I, did I watch FP1? I'm not sure. But normally, next would be FP2, right? 
Wrong. Not today. Not today because it was a sprint weekend, which meant it was quali next, which I ended up catching late. Um, so I have my notes on with proper pen and paper because I didn't want to get any spoilers. Q1. Out of Q1. I mean, there was nothing like exciting that happened in the qualifying <laughs> itself, but there was something very exciting in the result of Q1. So out of Q1, we had Stroll, Latifi, Russell, Schumacher and Mazepin. You know what that means, Chloe? Nicholas Latifi in traditional qualifying out-qualified George Russell. Is that the second time he's done that? So he out-qualified him in Monza, but it wasn't in the qualifying, it was in the sprint race. This time he did it in both. King Latifi. You know. He's honestly one of my favorites. Latifi to Mercedes. Oh my god, he is. Like, I don't, like, I don't even know why it started. But it was some, because of the podcast. Oh, 100%. I feel like, I feel like people might think it's ironic, but it's not. genuinely being serious. (laughs) Like, Like, genuinely. I'm not going to lie. Fans of him. He's not, he's probably not going to become a world champion. I think that's fair to say. But I love him. And when I call him King Latifi, I wholeheartedly mean it. <laughs> yeah, we we mean it. I think, do you know, because I've seen quite a few people on Twitter start calling him King Latifi. And I think... Like, did we start I that? think we started it and I think we need to trademark it. <laughs> I think we do. But people are calling him that and I'm like, have, have we... It's because it's it's literally whenever... <laughs> Am I the drama? Am I? I don't think I'm the drama. <laughs> Whenever I tweet about him, it's it's never just Latifi, it's always King Latifi. If you go hashtag King Latifi on Twitter, I bet <laughs> most of the tweets will just be from us. Yeah. I like it feels wrong to call him anything else. Like I feel like if I ever met met him in real life I'd call him King accidentally. Do you know what solidified it? When he, when we wished him happy birthday on Twitter I and he like liked our tweets. tweets that was it then. I was like, you've won me over, miss. You've won me oh, over, no. sir. Bumming. Oh, what a legend. What a legend. I feel like I have to pull people onto the train as well. I'm like, guys, King Latifi is a joy. A joy to watch, a joy to experience. He's so wholesome. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. He's definitely the podcast favourite. Mm-hmm. 100%. Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. King Latifi outqualified George. I have that in capital letters in my notes because it was the most important thing that happened on Friday. Um, both Alfa Romeos through out of Q1 again. Both Williams out in Q1. Alfa Romeos have gotten out of Q1. The Williams went out in Q1. <laughs> English. Yeah, that was Q1. Lance Stroll out once again in Q1. Oh, Lancey boy. Uh-huh. Come on. I know I know the Aston's not, not the fastest, but it's it's faster Friggin than the Alphas. Beginning of the season, everyone had such high hopes for Aston Martin. Uh, yeah. and they've been... I do think in a few years, Aston Martin will be up there with all yeah. they've got going on. But Not at the minute. No. Sexy, sexy car, though. Oh, yeah. Q2, um, not much exciting i've only got down who went out and that was ocon vettel sonoda raikkonen and giovanazzi fun 
Q3. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton put in a 107.9. One minute, seven seconds, and nine milliseconds. It's a very good lap. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very fast. Yeah, that was just... Oh, that new engine... It's working Did well for him. For those cars. Working well. We were just talking before we, we started recording, actually. Maybe it's too early for us to talk about this, but we were thinking, we wouldn't be surprised if, if they go for another ICE at Qatar. Like maybe we'll talk about it more later, but with how Qatar's looking, I think Mercedes could do some damage. <laughs> as long as there's no shenanigans. <laughs> oh. oh, gosh. But we had, in qualifying, the top ten was Hamilton, Verstappen, Bottas, Perez, Gasly, Sainz, Leclerc, Norris, Ricardo, Alonso. Note that Lewis was fastest in Q1, Q2 and Q3. Pierre Gasly, once again smashing it in qualifying. P5, best of the rest. Incredible. <laughs> Good all I have to say. Good lad. That was qualifying. At that point, we knew that Lewis would be getting a five-place grid penalty for <laughs> the race. Yes. And it was that night, after qualifying, that we first heard that Lewis Hamilton was going to the stewards for a technical infringement. That technical infringement being the maximum gap in his DRS system, in his rear wing, when it the flap opens up, was two big it exceeded the 85 millimeter maximum and we all stayed up refreshing our twitters refreshing 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 and i don't know if it was i think it was that night that also max verstappen got a notice saying that he had to come to the stewards the next day for touching a car under park ferme conditions in a little video of him with his thumb going hmm because Separate rear wing issue, Red Bull have been talking about the flexi wing again, so he's obviously being like, hmm. Although I'm not sure why he would just be like, thumb up. Whatever. But, you know, very expensive touch that ended up being when we found out the next day, because they took a very long time. 50,000 euros for Max, although that was found out after FP2. Talk about that in a second. <laughs> not much to talk about for it, though. Because, yeah, they didn't make up their mind uh, on Friday. We all ended up having to go to sleep after a while. We'd stayed up a while. Found out that Max got 50k fine. We found out that Lewis was going to the back of the grid for the, <laughs> for the sprint race. <laughs> oh, oh dear. dear, he got disqualified from qualifying. And you know how much... <laughs> you know what cost him in his, in his rear wing, what the gap was? Point two millimeters the fia said that they recognized that it was damage and it wasn't intentional you know mercedes said it was just on the right and it would have disadvantaged them if anything but according to the regulations and the rules that meant a disqualification from qualifying it's just madness the rules are interesting <laughs> and uh, you know i'm not smart enough to go into them too much but I can see why Mercedes would just be a bit miffed off about them, considering that for the past three races, Red Bull have been able to repair their wings 
under Parc Ferme mm-hmm. conditions. So it's very like, how come they can do that, but us for this? And I understand that the rules are the rules, and I think they should be adhered to. But there is a bit of a. Hmm, I tell you <laughs> with what. The rules. This race, this whole fiasco, will have supplied Netflix with some spicy Christian oh. Horner and Toto Wolf shade throwing. <laughs> Netflix this weekend will have been wetting themselves with excitement but i would bet that they were following around like giovanazzi or someone <laughs> bless him <laughs> they've just missed it i wouldn't be surprised if they were if i was them before this weekend i would have thought that would have been a good idea but this now i think if they haven't got all the drama going on because the thing is as well with max not wanting to do drive to survive it's a perfect lewis hamilton's a hero story max verstappen's a villain I didn't know that. Did you not know that he's he's refused to do anything? Refused to talk to them? No. Refused to... Makes sense now, actually, (laughs) because I've never seen him. (laughs) I don't think. Well, he refused for this season, and I think he's done it before. Well, you think about how they really made him the villain in season one. Yeah. So, um... (laughs) The thing... It just... I think he shot himself in the foot with that, If I was Max's PR person i would be encouraging him so hard to get behind this because drive to survive is so huge at the minute and the amount of new fans it's creating for the sport is insane so if he's not getting involved oh yeah and i think he shot himself in the foot with it because he could have very easily they could have made him like the main hero of the season had lewis be the villain like max hasn't won before who's going to finally overcome this goliath of the sport but now it'll be lewis will be the hero of the season and especially if lewis wins the title they're not going to put max in the best light (laughs) and that's the thing even if max wins they're not gonna gas that up much yeah it's gonna be more like oh lewis has lost out that's such a shame you know i can see why he's done it but I don't think it's very smart. Well, I'm not sure it was a good idea, yes. But anyway, that happened. Lewis Hamilton disqualified from qualifying, which meant that in the sprint race he'd be at the back, which is important. Not the actual race. He was disqualified from qualifying, which meant... Yeah, he'd there's be a lot of confusion sprint. about that <laughs> when they initially um, came out with it. That's just how it works, it. because... It, yeah. It's, um... Get disqualified from qualifying, which means it's the next event on a normal weekend that'll put him at the back for the race, but because it's sprint weekend... Obviously, now he doesn't have a place on the grid. He's at the back. Also, shout out to Seb um, for making me laugh on the radio, going, oh, I might just go and touch Hamilton's front wing. (laughs) Maybe that will cost 25k. (laughs) That was so funny after the sprint race. Wow. But FP2. So, third fastest in FP2 was Valtteri Bottas. Second fastest was Max Verstappen. Who do you think was the fastest in FP2? Was it Lewis Hamilton? No, <laughs> it was not a Hamber bot. It was in fact an Alover bot. Fernando Alonso oh was the gosh. fastest in FP2. <laughs> Very random. Very random. I should have known that. <laughs> hey, the Alpine was looking to have some decent straight line speed. But... Now we come to the sprint race. 
Lewis Hamilton starting at the back. His disqualification puts Max in P1, Valtteri Bottas in P2. What's going to happen? They line up on the grid. The lights go out. Beep, 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 beep. And they start. And Valtteri Bottas gets a mega start and gets in the lead right away. Lewis, in just the start, made up four places. This isn't even by the end of the first lap. And then, Max goes wide. I <laughs> don't know if this was like turn three or something like that. Max goes wide, leaving the door open for Carlos, who had somehow managed to make his way up from P5. Made his way up from P5 and managed to get past Max. So Carlos went into P2 at that point. So we're talking... We're talking at this point, this isn't even the end of the first lap, I don't even think. I, I took a picture just so I knew what was going on. We had Valtteri P1, Carlos P2, Max P3, Checo P4, and Charles P5. Pierre's lost, like, three places immediately. Oh. Oh. It's <laughs> crazy. So much was going on. So yeah, lap two, Kimi has a little spin. He had a, he, yeah, so what happened was he locked up, had some contact with um, his teammate, Antonio Giovinazzi, which made him have a little spin. I think it was Kimi, I mean, Kimi locked up and went into the side of him. I don't think it was Antonio's fault. Um, But yeah, Kimi had a little spin which sent him to the back of the grid. And by lap two, Lewis was in P14. Six places. This was just the beginning. <laughs> I was just going to say, I couldn't believe what I was watching. Oh, no. See, I believed in him, but... That was I next didn't think level. he'd be that good. Like, I knew that he would do well, but... Not like that. <sighs> wow. Lap four, Max manages to overtake Carlos to get back to P2. And Lewis passes Yuki. Now, these are a lot of my notes now. It's about Lewis passes. Lap six, Lewis passes Antonio to get to P12. Lap eight, Lewis passes Fernando to get to P11. Uh, Lap nine, Lando passes Charles for P5. (laughs) Lap 13, Lewis passes Daniel, P10. Lap 15, two laps later, Lewis passes Seb, P9. Lap 16, the next lap, Lewis passes Esteban for P8. Lap 17, the next lap, Lewis passes Pierre for P7. Lap 18, I notice that Valtteri and Max were now 15 seconds ahead of Carlos, who was in P3. They really... (laughs) They really pulled away whilst... Checo was struggling to get past Carlos, which, spoiler alert, he didn't. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I did know at this point that Max, because Max had gotten into DRS range, but didn't manage to get past him at this point, now he was out of it. So I didn't know if he was charging uh, the battery or something to try and make like a last lap effort. Lap 20, three laps after he passed Pierre for P7, Lewis passes Shaw for P6. Lap 24, the last lap of the sprint race. This was in capital letters. I put, oh my god, what a move. Lewis passed Lando for P5 and it had me stood up. It was gorgeous. 
<laughs> Incredible. Oh my gosh, it was that one that was that was oh that move. Oh my gosh, just thinking about it, it was it was lovely. And you know, interestingly, I think was quite important in the context of McLaren as well. That if because if Lewis hadn't managed to get past Lando, then Daniel would have started in front of Lewis, the row in front. But because Lewis got past Lando, that put Lewis in front of Daniel for the actual race. Because mind, he still had a five-place grid penalty to serve. <laughs> Which was an important thing, because we're all thinking, well, you know, at the end of the day, whatever he makes up, even if he makes it to, like, P10, he's still going to start P15. Because I was thinking, well, maybe this could be the opportunity to put another engine in the pool. You know, if he's going to get a, another grid penalty anyway, if he's going to start nearer the back just put another engine in for the rest of the the season but no Lewis Hamilton finished the race in P5 (laughs) which put him at P10 for the actual race and that move on Lando was gorgeous and at at the front Max did not manage to pass Valtteri meaning that Valtteri once again got pole for the third time in four races Ever since that Alpha contract. <laughs> He's completely transformed. Know, bit too much is... too late, babes. <laughs> well, I wonder if Mercedes at this point are kicking themselves thinking we should have offered him at some point a multi-year contract. Like, not now. No. But I wonder if they think over the years maybe we should have given him a bit more job security. Yeah, maybe the job security is like subconsciously giving him that confidence boost yeah well he said on he did a beyond the grid podcast which i need to probably listen to because and I, I was like oh, i'll listen to it when i go to the gym and um haven't been there <laughs> <laughs> but um i know that he said about how you know when you haven't got that contract for next season yet when you don't have that job security every race you're thinking like you're stressed because you're thinking one bad performance essentially and they can just get rid of me. And that's like how, especially with the stuff like the team orders and all that, he felt obligated to comply with them. Yeah. Because he knew his job was on the line. Makes sense. I think, And I think now it's just like, whatever he does, he's got a job next year. <laughs> and he doesn't have to worry that if he messes up, that could be held over him. Which is good for him. It's a shame that Alpha are looking pretty... Uh, what what's a what's a non explicit word for it? Poo. <laughs> yeah. Um no, I wish it got to Williams. <laughs> it's interesting because obviously that was the final sprint qualifying of this year. And I mm. have enjoyed them to be fair. I know a lot of people yes. a lot of people don't rate them, but it's interesting to see whether if the sprint qualifying that happened this weekend actually change some opinions well i think what it highlighted is that reverse grid could be really exciting (laughs) possibility (laughs) because i think with this i enjoy the sprint races but what i want for what i would want for next season is i would want the sprint races to still occur on the saturday but i'd want them to not have anything to do with qualifying for the main race i'd want it to be just for points and reverse grid. Yeah. And I think then you've got something exciting. 
just take away the quality aspect of it could be very exciting yeah i mean they could trial it there's no harm in trying no harm in trying no exactly but yeah that means that um mercedes have won no they haven't it's gonna say they won every sprint quality but uh max won in silverstone Mm -hmm. so they've won every speed king award (laughs) that's what they have won my only Pirelli Speed King. My only like, it's not even an issue. It's a bit pathetic, really. Is <laughs> the wreath that they give? I mean, I'm drowning in it. I know they've got to. I know it's historic and it looks cool, and I know they've got to try and give something. But like, if you <laughs> watched like Ted's notebook after the race, Red Bull just had that lying around. No one was gonna take that. <laughs> That was going to be binned. <laughs> and what's as well point? when they were presenting it, when Max was getting his and Carlos was just in front, just passing it down. <laughs> but no one knew what to do because Carlos wasn't getting out of the way. And then when Valtteri was getting his, Carlos was just sat in the corner, <laughs> just like looking on. I, I think I think that <laughs> as- aspect of it needs a little tweak. <laughs> Yeah, they need to figure out what they want to do. At least they didn't have the awkward bus going around the circuit this god. time. Oh god, <laughs> don't remind me. Right. But yeah, so the finishing order, and this isn't with Hamilton's grid penalty, so just note, the finishing order of the race was Bottas, Verstappen, Sainz, Perez, Hamilton, Norris, Leclerc, Gasly, Ocon, Vettel, Ricardo, Alonso, Giovinazzi, Stroll, Sonoda, Latifi, Russell, Raikkonen, Schumacher and Mazepin. Which put Lewis Hamilton in P10 for the race. And you know what? I really did believe at that point. I was like, after watching that sprint quality, I was like, you know what? This dude can do anything. Before sprint qualifying, everyone was like, yeah, do you think do you think he'll manage a podium this weekend? Do you think he will after all of this? <laughs> and some people were like, oh, I can't see it. And then after... Well, I was looking <laughs> our Twitter poll had more people saying no about whether he'd get a podium. Our Instagram poll, just shout out to the Instagram followers, uh, was majority yes, so there was only one no. Was that me? That was you. (laughs) (laughs) No belief, Chloe. I hate that on um, Instagram they're not anonymous. (laughs) Anonymous. 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 Okay, on Twitter, I can just go <laughs> ham. I can vote yeah. as wild no as I want. No one knows on the polls. But on Instagram, there's nowhere to hide. As proven. I'm always watching. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hate it as well, honestly. Um, I wish I could, like, I wish there was a function where I could make it anonymous. But, uh, sorry guys, I know exactly who voted. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know why I did that. That was so silly. In hindsight. I voted that I thought he could get a podium. Maybe. when Did you put that poll up before or after sprint qualifying? Before sprint qualifying. Okay, that's why I was a bit like... But if you put it up afterwards... Yeah, true. So now we get to the race. And I really... I really was excited for this one. Oh, same. (laughs) High expectations. And it lived up to it. So everyone very excited going into it we set the scene lights out and 
away we go. We're off. We're off. <laughs> Lights um, out and we're off. <laughs> God, a lot happened immediately. I think, right, is P2 the better place to start in Brazil? I'd say so. Because watching these two races, both the drivers in the sprint race and the actual race, when the driver was in P2, they were better off. And sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but Lewis Hamilton took the inside line as well on that first turn. And he did well. So I think it's better to start in P2 on the inside. But what do I know? (laughs) I think you've got a point. Anyway, so immediately Max takes the lead. Bottas runs a bit wide. So it's a Red Bull 1 and 2. We had Lando try and dive past Carlos. A little bit of contact which resulted in Lando getting a puncher. Not ideal. Oh dear, it was. Uh, it wasn't fun, was it? <laughs> I mean, it's fa- this race was great, but a little bit painful for McLaren fans. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, it's a difficult one because, you know, Carlos was kind of, couldn't really move to the left much. I think there was someone next to mm-hmm. him. You know, Lando was going for the move and if it wasn't, getting squeezed slightly probably would have paid off um whether or not it was a smart move to make it's you know hindsight's a wonderful thing so and they're racing drivers and i'm not but yeah so i don't know anything very much a racing incident no one to blame for that really just it just occurred just occurred and that's what the fia agreed with as well because no investigation was necessary there did it? Did they even? Did anything even pop up? No, I don't think it did. I don't. I don't think anything even. Can't remember. But for any of the tracks to get a puncture like that off the start, I think this was one of the best tracks to do it because, thankfully, the lap was pretty short, yeah. and he could get to well, the pits. Well, you, you know, if you're going to be in a situation like that, what you'd really need is a couple of safety cars. But you know. When are you going to get two safety cars in a row? Huh? (laughs) So, considering Hamilton started 10th, in the space of two laps, he managed to get up to P5, which is just bonkers. Absolutely insane. And then breezed past the Ferraris to get P4, and then we had a little bit of contact. Yuki and Stroll. (laughs) Oh, oh, Yuki. Dive down the inside. A little, little bit too ambitious, I think. Stroll closed the door and boom. Boom. Yeah, at first, honestly, because it sort of went quite quick and I wasn't really watching. At first, I was like, Stroll, why'd you do that to, to Yuki? But, you know, he's in his right to close the door it was a bit ambitious from Yuki I think although I mean the penalty don't come up till later but I thought it might have been a little bit harsh it was quite a lot the 10 seconds 10 seconds and two penalty points <laughs> rookie mistake mm. by the rookie whoa, whoa. Rookie <laughs> mistake his first time at the track whoa <sighs> so if you know if just saying, if Antonio goes, Yuki's taking the slot in pod squad. 
So Lance and Yuki are going to have to get on. Because <laughs> in the pod, they will be in the pod squad together. Lap five, we had some Mercedes team orders. Is this after the safety car? Both after. No, this is after before. The first one. Okay. Okay. It was it was a bit delayed the safety car calling for the debris. Yeah, I don't think they noticed it. No. <laughs> so lap five, Mercedes team orders for Bottas to let Hamilton through. So Hamilton is now in P three. <laughs> Which the fact that he made it up there before we even got into double digits. Lap five, he's gone from P ten to P three. He's podium position already. Like, oh my my god! And you know what? Earlier in the season, team orders, I would be like, a bit dodgy, don't like it. But now, it's it very happy. Needs to be done. Needs to be needs done. Needs to be done. For, uh, Valtteri, I would bet, had no qualms. <laughs> you know, it needs to be done for the team. It'd be, I think, slightly different if it was just for driver championship, but for teams, considering how close the constructors yeah. is. Yeah. And considering as well how much faster Lewis's car was. It's ridiculous. Madness. Because, you know, th- this race wasn't, it wasn't just like, I mean, Lewis is the best driver on the grid. <laughs> Currently, current form. All is that controversial? controversial. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I just think he's great. Uh, but I think you could tell what a new engine could do. Because, like, the speed difference between Lewis and Valtteri, that wasn't <laughs> one driver just being better than the other. That was one driver, their car going faster, as it should. It's got a new engine. I have no qualms. Um, but yeah, Lewis just, what a beast. I was literally, this whole weekend, I was sat there thinking, Lewis is incredible. Lewis is, he's just very good. Lewis is very good. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Objections, anyone? No? Please don't no? stop listening if you disagree. That wouldn't be very Max, nice. Max is very good as well. Yeah. But this weekend, you know, last weekend was Max's, okay? This weekend was Lewis's. But this weekend is legit one of the best drives of the season. One of the best drives of Lewis's career. I'm not saying it's the best, but one of, definitely. And do you know who else tweeted that? Bryson. <laughs> and in Bryson, Bryson. we trust. <laughs> yes, whatever Bryson says. Whatever yeah, he says goes. <laughs> You know who was also um, complimenting Lewis Hamilton? George Russell. Very pick me. <laughs> pick me. Choose me. <laughs> Lewis, love, love you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. No, we love George. We love George, but... <laughs> <laughs> I just found it quite funny when I saw that he'd put on his story and commented... He's really doing the most. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Lap six. Safety car for Debris. Safety car. An actual safety car. An actual one. An actual physical one. Uh, Oh, nice car. Lap nine. Safety car ended. I was like, oh, this is exciting. It's all getting packed up. But the way that Max was able to restart the race meant that nothing that dramatic actually happened. No. No, but you know it'd be you know maybe in the stroke of luck that there was another safety car, then maybe something could happen then. 
There was another safety car. <laughs> Lap 11, Mick Schumacher had a bit of a bit of contact with Kimmy. Um, Kimmy. Oh, Kimmy. <laughs> Mick's... Not again. <laughs> Mick's front wing, it's, it like folded underneath it like itself and it was dangling the, yeah. and then he was dragging it along and then it was all falling oh apart. <laughs> When he got into the pits, and they just flung and they were it, the front wing, and they yeeted the front wing. They were like, "Won't be needing this anymore." Yeet! <laughs> to be fair, it is made out of cardboard, so they've really been trying to keep costs low as this year. <laughs> it's made out of sponge and cardboard. <laughs> just need to super glue back that back together. Just um, paper mache. <laughs> Get the year threes to fix the front wing. <laughs> I mean, the car looks like the year threes have designed it, so... Hey, honestly, I reckon give me some cardboard and some Hot Wheels and I can make you a house. You can make a car quicker than the house, probably. <laughs> Put some pedals on it. <laughs> So, after that little bit of contact and debris everywhere, lap 12, we had the virtual safety car out, which ended lap 14. Well, it's interesting because under it, you could see that Checo was hanging back and was trying to let Max get a little bit of a gap ahead. And I was like, oh, that's cheeky. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, resp- I respect the the idea. Um, it is cheeky. <laughs> I've got in my notes that when it ended, actually, the gap between Checo and Lewis was bigger than I expected. Mm. I think I think Checo was just able to get quite a good restart behind yeah. Max. Um, and then on lap 15, it was announced that Yuki was getting a 10-second penalty. Yeah. Quite a lot. Quite a I lot. I mean... You know, he did ruin Lance's race eventually. But it's about, it's not about the outcome. It's about the offence, which is something we'll come back to later on. And I think some people need to remember that the penalties are about some people, and that includes the FIA and randoms on Twitter, (laughs) need to remember is about the offence, not the outcome. Exactly. Well said, Rachel. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I'm done for today. That's it. You can do the rest of this on your own. So, something smart. lap 18. Yeet. Hamilton is able to get Checo for P2, but Checo immediately takes it back <laughs> with DRS. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, was, it, was it before that as well that um, Checo was on the radio? Yeah. Oh, did I, I say red? I said radio. Quite radio. Radio. Checo, Checo was on the radio. Uh, no, Checo was on on the radio, going like, "Hey, tell Max, to, you know, give me DRS," because Max had already gotten away a bit, and poor Checo was being left in the dust to defend from two Mercedes, both of which, you know, even though Valtteri's car was slower, it was a <laughs> still speedy, and Valtteri was in Lewis's DRS. Lewis was in Checo's DRS. Checo was outside of Max's DRS range. Um, I did feel for Checo because I felt like he'd been left to the dogs a bit. And I thought, 
I did think at that point, I thought, if Max doesn't help him out, then they're not getting both of them on the podium. <laughs> Spoiler alert. And yeah. um, did Max help him out? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised if Red Bull didn't even bother relaying the message or anything. I don't. I, I doubt I, I, they would I did think, I thought it would have been smarter for them then. Because, I mean, I don't know how easy it is for Max to drop back, like, a tiny bit, but... I do think it would have been better for the long term. My thing is, right, I've been thinking, Red Bull seems to be prioritising the Drivers' Championship. Which seems silly to me, considering that the Constructors is the one where you get the money. But I guess... And especially considering how many upgrades have been put in on the cars, you'd think they'd want a bit more money than Mercedes, who haven't been putting that many upgrades on their cars. You can counteract that, though by having a world champion driver in your team and the amount of sponsors that uh christian horner said that he's had more interest from potential sponsors in the past few weeks than he has in like the past few years like this, the people are desperate to sponsor that team right now <laughs> so if they're able to get a world champion heading that team the sponsorships are going to be friggin huge mm, i guess so i just think like the constructors are so ideally ideally you you do both um but you know yeah, what red I bull think are like as well we forget how important the constructors is as well because the drivers has got more drama but that is just red but bull all mm, over isn't it like it is <laughs> it's that team it's just about image it's about image and about drama oh they are 100 percent about image they're about records as well you think about them and danny rick was it was it brazil where he outqualified max by like an a thousandth or something and max got p2 and rather than being happy they had a front row lockout they were disappointed that danny got pole because they wanted max to be the youngest pulsar in history and that's like, why oh. i think they're prioritizing the drivers over constructors anyway lap 19 Hamilton does now get the move on Checo. Yes, makes it stick. At this point, I was like, okay, Hamilton is going to absolutely charge after Max. The the gap between them didn't actually drop as much as I was anticipating. I was thinking Lewis could perhaps catch him. That wasn't the case. So on lap 27, Hamilton decided to pit pit early for the hards mm. and then Verstappen pitted immediately in response to that to cover that both had two Rumble. point second stops and importantly oh my god I've completely mucked up my notes here I've put Ver leaves ahead of Max <laughs> but gap now halved Ver and Max are the same person was there not a point where like one of the Williams, it might have been. Le I think it was Latifi. I thought it was, I think it's King Latifi. Never, he would never. In front of Max. No, Rachel, there is a reason why we have not mentioned that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good thing. It made it. It made the. It made it more exciting. But King Latifi's here for the drama. <laughs> Thankfully <laughs> for Red Bull, Max was able to leave the pits ahead of Lewis. Then Which you would have hoped, they would have hoped, because he was like three or four seconds ahead of him anyway. Yeah. Going into the pits. We had 
Perez then on lap 28 after Pitt as well. Gasly was, considering he had a poor sprint qualifying, he was quite pacey in the race. He was able to get Norris with DRS quite a few he times. Just, you saw him racing. Fast, fast boy. Fast boy. Then boy. lap 30, we had another virtual safety car for debris that came off stroll which was perfect for Valtteri because <laughs> Valtteri <laughs> dived straight into the pits and left yeah. P3 yes lad you love that for him stroll roll stroll roll not a fat lot then for a while on lap 41 Max Verstappen pits again for his second set and they also bring in Bottas, which interestingly, oh. Bottas, which we hadn't really had much of before, questioned Mercedes' decision. Well, you, d- you didn't watch France, did well, you? No. <laughs> he said, He said on team radio, are you sure about this? Yeah, it was the opposite of France, actually, because we, we now know that what he meant was that he thought they could do a one-stop. And he did come in quite not long. It wasn't long after his first stop he did his second stop. But yeah, the opposite of France, really, where he... At least it wasn't like France where he was he was swearing and being like, well, I we got to go for a two-stop then, do it. <laughs> this time he's just like, oh, guys, are you sure about that? Because he says later on, doesn't he, that they think they've thrown away an easy one too. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if it was a one-stop and he managed to make it work... It was interesting. I mean... But it worked out fine anyway. It worked exactly. out fine. Exactly. 43 Perez pits which lead which led to Verstappen and Hamilton fighting it out out front oh they got oh dear so lap 48 of 71 this this is where the drama the drama began so drama continues (laughs) Hamilton tried to get the position he tried to make a cheeky little move. Verstappen... It wasn't even cheeky. It wasn't cheeky, it was, it was just a it move. Was, it was just a move. He was, move. he was going round the outside, and it was looking like it could work. And then no one really knows the truth. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Not yet, about what exactly happened. But it, it was inferred hey. that Verstappen pushed Lewis wide and they both yeah. ended up going off the track and guess what no one tried to find the truth and no one find exact like even Michael Massey said at the time of making that decision they had no footage of whether Max was turning his steering wheel yeah, in he's on board he's, they had no footage of that so that decision yeah. was basically made off what of what I think it's steering data, but like I think unless you can see whether he's making a genuine attempt to get around that corner, I th- and I do think if it, if if Mercedes get a hold of that onboard footage, they will protest. There's a very it. good chance they'll they'll protest it because of you know by the end of the race, spoiler alert, Bottas was only like three seconds behind Max or something, and if Max gets a penalty of any kind, that puts Valtteri up into P two, and Max down at least into P three. So, yeah, and I, I think, I think, you know, watching it, I think that's a, that's a penalty. I think it's baffling that 
it's 2021 and the FIA does not have all of the camera shots it requires. Yeah. Like, it's sure. baffling as well that in Austria, Lando Norris pushes Czech off the track slightly when making a move. Not even that much compared to what happened there. Later on in the same race, Checo pushes Charles off or something. They both get penalties for that. Max pushes Lewis way off. No penalty. Can I also say that if Lewis didn't have the foresight to move out, that there's a very good chance there would have been a crash there. 100%. And it just... This is the thing, right? I think Max is a very good driver. Do not get me wrong. I think he's great, and I have no qualms if he wins a championship. But multiple times this season, he's gone for moves which are risky and basically you need to give me the space if you don't get out of the way, then... It's like entitlement. It's like after the Monza crash when he goes, that's what happens when you don't leave the space. He thinks that whatever happens, he's entitled to do these moves and if someone wants to get through them, they have to get out of the way of him. And that's another case. And the reason why there hasn't been more crashes this season is because Lewis has been sort of been like wary and thought, well, it's probably better if I finish the race behind him than not finish at all. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know. I think it's frustrating, especially when there's a lot of like, <sighs> I don't want to be too controversial, but I feel like I am. There's a lot of people going, well, you know, it's all unfair because... You know, if it wasn't for the Silverstone crash or if it wasn't for Hungary or whatever, then Max would be way ahead by now and everything would be fine. But it's also like, yeah, but if if Lewis hadn't had the foresight to get out of the way of some of Max's moves, then you could probably say the same for Lewis. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Please don't come for me, anyone. It's just an opinion. I like them both. I think they're great. I just think... A valid point. Valid little rant. And I think he's been allowed to get away with it. I was saying to my dad as well earlier, I think a major reason why the FIA didn't penalise that is because it is Max and Lewis. and they, Which is shocking. Which is shocking. Say if that was, I don't know, Esteban and Stroll. Pierre. Or Pierre. Because they were, they, were, they were fighting. Would have been a penalty. But because mm -hmm. it's Max and Lewis, and it's them two front runners, the FIA, which is completely wrong, but they don't want to ruin the spectacle of it. They don't want to ruin the fact that by giving a penalty, they could. I mean, there was thirty. There was like twenty something more laps to go. They don't want to take that excitement away. They don't want to do something that could determine the championship. And that's if it was literally anyone else, I think it would have immediately been a penalty, and it's wrong. Yeah. But it, it is. It happened. It happened. <laughs> I mean, it's the FIA and their consistency. And you know what? If I was Max and I could get away with moves like that, maybe I'd keep doing it. Because if they let him get away with it, they're not. They're telling him that he did nothing wrong, essentially. So maybe you should just continue doing it. <sighs> not, I mean, I'm not saying that he should, but if I was him, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> and if it's not going to get penalised, of course you would. Exactly. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we then had 
A retirement. Lance Stroll. He stroll rolled into the pits and didn't come back out again. Bless him. And then lap 51, we had... Stroll lol. Stroll lol. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not funny. We like him. We want him to do well. Lap 51, we had another retirement. This time, a Mr. Daniel mm. Ricciardo. Engine went kaput. Power unit issue with his Mercedes engine. Bit worrying huh. for Mercedes. <laughs> engine penalty incoming. Maybe, maybe more than one. A bit worrying. A bit worrying for all of the Mercedes supplied teams. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe we need to be making some changes. <laughs> also, Daniel's first retirement from this season. Yes, it is, isn't it? Does it is. That, does that mean Carlos is the only driver to not retire from a race? Has Has Antonio retired from a race? I can't remember. Because I know it was at one point it was Daniel, Antonio and Carlos. So it's either now just Carlos or Antonio and Carlos or just Antonio. <laughs> Can't remember. But um So that sucks some McLaren fans. <laughs> not a good <laughs> not a good weekend. Ever since they had yeah. that one too, it's been a it's all gone downhill. <laughs> it, they peaked. You could have had a win. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Sorry for bringing that one <laughs> <up> again. <laughs> oh dear. So, lap 53. So, this is five laps after the incident between Max and Lewis. The FIA announced Max that no Lewis. investigation was necessary. Now, I wasn't listening to the commentary at the time because I couldn't hear it. But, am I right in thinking the commentators thought there should be a penalty? Yeah. I've heard that Paul DeResta thought there should be a penalty. And for Paul DeResta to think there should have been a penalty. For Paul DeResta to think something against Max and in favour of Lewis? You know. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that man is so anti-Mercedes and Lewis. <laughs> I don't even think he realises he does it, but he does and everyone picks oh, up on it. Paul. Lap 59 though. Lewis does manage to get the pass on Max. Nice pass, clean. Interestingly, though, um, Max did get shown the black and white flag for weaving on the straights. Bit naughty. To which. Right, I have another problem with this. Because I think they're like black and white flag for weaving on the straights. This is another problem with the rules in general. He's not going to do that again because Lewis has got past him. Mm hmm. So what's the point in giving him the black and white flag? Black and white flag does nothing. Did you catch his um, radio message as well? The team were on to him oh, going, to say hi. Uh, you've got black and white flags. And Max was just like, oh, say hi to them for me. Like, Max. <laughs> you did something dangerous, lad. Anyway, oh, lap 61. <laughs> Jeez, very, very close between Arkan and Gasly. <laughs> very close. Now that's hard racing. Very hard near racing. collision there. And that's about it until the end of the race where they, you know, obviously at this point, Lewis, Lewis just... had fastest <laughs> lap. Lewis was out there sailing. So what do Red Bull do? Obviously, they pit Perez. 
to try and to be fair, steal fastest lap. As soon as I noticed the 30 second gap between Perez and Shaw, I was like, there's no way they're not putting Checo. Because, I mean, it, it's a, it, if they'd done it, I can see why they, they left it till the end as well, because I guess if they'd done it a bit earlier, then Merck could have gone right, Valtteri, in the pits, whiz round. But yeah, and they did get faster slap. And this is why I love, I love the fact that this fastest lap thing is a thing now because it adds a whole new level, strategic level to the race. Exactly. It's, I like it. I see, I don't see why people have problems with other teams with nabbing fastest lap. I, I enjoy it. I think if I remember right, every fastest lap this season has gone to a Mercedes a Red Bull or a McLaren in the case of Monza, apart from one fastest lap, which was Hungary, I believe. Do you want to know who got it? Yeah. Pierre Gasly. I should have guessed. I should have known. Was it a Red Bull message for him to pick and get it, or did Avatari just think it's a chance for an extra point? Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah. That sums up Brazil. But I mean, Lewis won by like 15 seconds. By the end of it, Valtteri was only like three seconds behind Max. I was like, why didn't you catch up sooner, lad? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but yeah, do you want me to go top tening? Yeah, I'm just going to pull up the top ten. Yes. Well, I can start now because I think you know who was in first. Lewis Hamilton, first place and driver of the day, well deserved. Very well Agreed. deserved. Agreed so well deserved if anyone else would have gotten it i would have gone to brazil myself and punched uh see i can't punch them i'll go around to every single household that voted for someone else that won lewis hamilton <laughs> apart from antonio giovanazzi because people were, you know doing that thing vote for him that's fine i also saw some people doing a thing for mazapin i was like no guys <laughs> no. no no anyway no top way. 10 um lewis then max then Valtteri, then Checo, then Charles, then Carlos. Very strong from the Ferraris again, which means that they now have got... Uh, they're leading by quite a lot. Quite a lot over <laughs> McLaren, and I think that's it now. I think P3 yeah. for McLaren, unfortunately, unless Ferrari have a shocker. Yeah. That's a done deal and now. McLaren would need to do well as mm-hmm. well. Um and Charlotte is only like three points behind Lando now in the drivers, so yep. yikes. Um, seventh, Pierre. Uh, let me see if I get these. Eighth, Esteban. Yeah. Estebesti. Ninth, Fernando. Yeah. And tenth was Lando, who made it from the back to tenth for the second week in a row. To take home a one point. <laughs> one single. Uh, this was a very good weekend of racing agreed Lewis Hamilton proving why he's so good yeah thoroughly enjoyed that thoroughly enjoyed another race without a red flag in the race Max Verstappen's finally finished the race on the weekend there was a sprint race and now we look on to Qatar which looks to be a Mercedes circuit based on that very long straight at the bottom it's going to be interesting and it looks like it might be very slippy as well. I think 
I mean, these championships now are going to go straight down to Abu Dhabi. Unless... Well, you want to know something. If Lewis gets first in the next two races and Max gets second in the next few races, then they will go into Abu Dhabi on the same points um, as long as they either get one fastest lap apiece or get none of the fastest laps. And I think that is pretty exciting. You couldn't make it up. It's like someone has just crafted this season perfectly. Oh yeah, it's been it's been great. so long like since we've had a season like this. All down to me watching. It's all down to you. This doesn't usually happen. This is a very one-off, and it's not one-off, but I mean, this is. Yeah, it's not going to be one-off. It's going to happen every season now because I'm here. I'm taking all the credit, all of it. A season like this, I don't know. It's it comes about every few few years. Like I it's not been like this probably since twenty sixteen, which is five years ago. And it ago, makes me think Which is I mad. hope it's close racing next year and I hope that I don't care if it's Ferrari at the front. Like if we can get m- more than two teams now fighting for the championship oh my gosh (laughs) this season has well and truly spoilt you it has set your expectations of this sport so high (laughs) (laughs) well when my when my first full race was the 2020 sakir grand prix i think (laughs) my expectations got put pretty far up there (laughs) all right news let's quick Quick other bits of news. Um, there are rumours that Audi had bought McLaren. McLaren have said no. Audi have said that they were talking about it. I do think if it happens, it'll only be a good thing. I don't think there'll be a rebranding. They would. They c- they can't. Simple they as. Can't. <laughs> um, besides the seat news coming up, is there any other news? I mean, this isn't F1 related, but it was Valentino Rossi's final race oh. in MotoGP. <laughs> Shout out, legend. Don't watch MotoGP, but his impact goes beyond it's it. It's too so. scary for me. Oh, yeah, I can't watch it. It stresses me out too much. Also, some very interesting rumours in the week, which were debunked pretty quickly. <laughs> but um, Sorry, just watching this clip from an uh, interview. Uh, before an interview, anyway. Um, so they're about to interview Lando. This is after the race, I assume. And they just have on camera before it. We don't hear their conversation, I don't think. We see Lando smiling, seeing Carlos going to talk. Carlos says something, and Lando's face drops. I don't know what was said there, but (laughs) Lando didn't like it, obviously. Oh, dear. Oh, drama. Drama. (laughs) Shout out to Lando as well, who's now an uncle. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's not a rumour. That's not a rumour. That's true. The rumour... That's true. <laughs> the rumour was that Aston Martin boss Ofnarts Nafnar. I forgot Ot- that. Ot- <laughs> Do you know what? Ofnarts <laughs> The article has only got Snafnar. And I know he- I know his name's Otmar, <laughs> but my mind just went, Ofnarts <laughs> but yeah. You know who I mean. There was rumours yeah. that he was 
This was a shock to me, that he was being linked to a switch to Alpine. Very random. Don't know where they I came thought from. His, I thought his statement on this was interesting, though. Because it doesn't categorically deny it. He said he's got no intention of leaving his current team. But... He doesn't say no. <laughs> okay. Either it's badly worded When asked or... if he would be with Aston Martin next season, he replied, Look, I've been at the team for 12 years. I have no intention of leaving. I love this team. Most of the senior managers, especially through Racing Point and the senior leadership team, were recruited and put there by myself and I have no intentions of leaving them. I've been loyal to this team. I've had many, many, many offers in the 12 years I've been working for this team, especially in the days of the bankruptcy. I could have left many times, (laughs) but I'm loyal to the employees there. I'm loyal. (laughs) No, imagine though if he does leave now. Like I said, I'm fully committed to the team I'm in. I've been there forever. I have no intentions of leaving. I mean, forever is 12 years, so maybe not forever, but half my career. And, you know, I've got to focus on the rest of the season. Do you know what? He's been very defensive. (laughs) Too defensive. He sounds like someone that's about to make a move to Alpine. (laughs) Oh just going to push the rumour even more. <laughs> no, Otmar texted... Otmar hit me up in my Twitter DM, DMs and said to me, Oi, have you heard what the culture's like down at Alpine? I'm thinking of popping down. You we, know, you look, could be the I'm source. telling you right now, he said that in my DMs. He got in my DMs, he said, Oi, Rachel, I know you're the place to be. I know the Rookies podcast is a place for all the F1 news. I know you know everything about F1. Auto sport is in a it, tweet Do you now. think it'd be good? They're <laughs> going to tweet. It's going to make a clip. <laughs> According to a source, the deal is done and a you are the source. <laughs> but yeah, that's about yeah, it. I do think it'd be odd if he left. Also, I hope he doesn't because I very often think about the shot in, is it episode one of Drive Time? With Lawrence. Two, where they're at the... Um, car unveiling and Lawrence is talking to like some people and Otmar just looks at the camera (laughs) looking slightly scared I mean I think Lawrence is an icon but I would be petrified working under him Lawrence is an icon there's no thinking about it (laughs) but yeah that is about it for news this week let's well apart from the main news (laughs) so it was said by Alfa Romeo that they will be announcing whoever's in that second seat on Tuesday. Now, this podcast may come out on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how tired I am after this. So we will we are recording this before that comes out, but our podcast comes out probably after the news comes out. So we are going to be prepared queens, and we're just going to record some reactions and hope that one sticks. <laughs> So you're going to hear our reaction to whoever gets in that seat. And I will stick the rest of them on the end of this episode. Yeah, feel free. Um, you don't have to listen to them all, but it <laughs> might be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Just might be funny because we are going to try and 
squeeze out every possibility we can. <laughs> I mean, if we get it wrong, or if they don't announce it, you know, this doesn't matter. But we're just going to try this, and get it right. This could be how we get super famous. If we predict something extremely outlandish <laughs> and it happens to come true we have proof that we predicted it we will have done it first and that's how we're gonna <laughs> yeah. get big right i think we have to start with the obvious okay Guan Yu joe has been announced for that alpha second seat surprise surprise ah oh, well i think we all kind of saw that come in <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, this weekend I heard I heard Crofty or someone say that um, there was an Alfa Romeo store dealership, dealership that had. Yeah. I think it was Shanghai. I think so. Had a poster of him produced already. Now yeah. there's no photograph of that. I don't think. No, there is. Oh crap! There <laughs> is. Okay. There is. <laughs> um, which is why. W- we knew that Guan Yu Zhou is now in that seat. Because he is in that seat. And we know that as a fact because it's come out from an official source that we have seen. <laughs> um, I mean, good good for him, but, I, you know, my we'll ha- see what he does. My heart breaks he for Antonio. Yeah, poor Antonio, man. Do you know what I was over the moon to see? I don't know if you saw it, but Top Gear on Sunday did a segment. Yeah. And they did Aston Martin, McLaren, and Alfa Romeo cars. So they mm. got Seb Lando and Antonio to Antonio. Pitch. I mean, Antonio's in the pod squad. We love him here. He doesn't get enough screen time. He doesn't get enough attention. He's Underrated king. He really is. So I was so pleased to see him. And he's not a driver. He's not. Well, he was the first driver in the hybrid era, right? From a team other than Mercedes, Red Bull or Ferrari to lead a race. <laughs> King. <laughs> King. King. Exactly. <laughs> so well done, well done, Guan Yu Zhou, for getting the second Alfa Romeo seat. Yeah, it'll, um, it'll be interesting. We'll see how you do. It'll be interesting. Don't beat Valtteri. It's going to be an interesting dynamic then. T- yeah, there will be an interesting dynamic, actually. I'm intrigued. First Chinese driver as well in F1. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that that was what occurred at Alfa Romeo. I cool. am... That's the news. Completely surprised, and that's that. <laughs> I'm glad that we now know the grid for next year. Okay, Qatar next week. Who's winning? Lewis. Lewis. I think it'll be Lewis. They've got a big, long straight, big, long DRS on that straight. Um, although I'm very interested to see what happens because they've got the hardest tyres in the range because apparently the tyre degradation is quite high. Plus, it's sandy. The track hasn't been resurfaced since it first opened. There's no support series going on that weekend, so no other rubber la- being laid down by anything else apart from the F1 cars. Could be slippy. It's going to be interesting. So yeah, it'll be interesting. And they're going to potential for some slip sliding. And on that note, <laughs> that's it for this episode of The Rookies. What are we talking about next week? Qatar, that will have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to talk about who got the Alfa Romeo seat because we'll already know. Exactly. Like, we've already talked about it. We've already talked about it. 
you've already heard it. We've covered it. You know, we've covered it on time because we we knew it happened when it happened. <laughs> if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, <laughs> then please do make sure to follow us on our socials at the Rookies F One Podcast on Instagram, and at the Rookies F One on Twitter and YouTube. And make sure to tune in next week and have a simply lovely day. day. (laughs) Alright, bye bye, see you next week. Now listen to us go on about the Alfa Romeo contract. Alright, tune out if you want, I don't care. Please tune in actually, just listen to it. Don't leave us. Come back, come on. Don't turn it off. You're not turning it off. Oh, fine. Okay, I'll shut up. I'll let you get to it then. So, okay, that was Guan Yu Joe. Next, I say we have to cover Antonio Giovinazzi stays. Okay? Okay, three, two, one. Oh my gosh! Antonio Giovinazzi has gotten a contract renewal. This is the best thing that could have happened. Best news ever. <laughs> Honestly, I don't see why they would take him out the seat if they plan on putting Teo Porcher in there in the future anyway he is doing no harm in that seat they're doing harm to him right now (laughs) I think he would be the excellent teammate to Valtteri Bottas yeah good to have someone who's been in that team for a while exactly with experience exactly exactly and I mean was it was it um q1 where he I can't remember where, but he made an absolutely stonker of a qualifying lap to the extent I think he's done that. He's done that in more than one one place. He's put in like more than one place, yeah. PA or something in Q one or something. Just madness. Yeah, we you know we love Antonio and I think better strategy and stuff, and he could be getting. I know, I know, no driver likes to be referred to as a wingman, but I think he could be an excellent wingman. Of Alteli Bottas. Yeah, and he could really help the transition. 100%. So very happy. Yes. Well done, Antonio. Love you. (laughs) Lord, I hope that happens. (laughs) Right, what's next? Anyway, right. Um, They don't announce a seat. (laughs) Okay. Okay, three, two, one. They haven't actually announced anything yet. They lied to us once again. Shark. I guess we'll find out in the future sometime. So this was exciting. <laughs> yeah. Next one. Okay. <laughs> Who could be Kimmy decides to not retire, changes his mind, but takes Antonio's seat in the process. Right. Okay. Three, two, one. Kimmy Rikens decided not to retire. No and way. Has, has decided to take Antonio Giovinazzi's seat because <laughs> Valtteri's got a contract. So now we've got a uh, Italian automobile brand based in Switzerland with two Finnish drivers. Well, what, they've lost their identity. Finland's actually sponsored the team, believe it or not. Fin- Finland sponsored the team. <laughs> just the whole of Finland. They've just sponsored the team. It's not an Italian Finland team sponsored anymore. sponsored the team. Shout out to the Finnish viewers, but now you're sponsoring. It's taken out of your taxes. (laughs) You know there's a conspiracy theory that Finland didn't exist? Oh my word. We'll have to save that for another day. 
But there is a conspiracy theory that Finland didn't exist. But yeah, Wyatt Kimmy, bit rude teammate Antonio. Can't believe you do that to him. Um, but well, welcome back. <laughs> okay, who? What? What? What's another possible? Any other possibilities? I mean, Mika could come back. Let's do it. He's he's on his sabbatical still. Okay, three, two, one. Mika Hakkinen signed with Alvaro. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Mika Hakkinen signed with Alvaro Romeo. He's back from a sabbatical, guys. He's. I mean, who could have? He put... thought not only am I not only am I gonna um, pair up with Valtteri at the Race of Champions, whatever it's called. He thought I'm gonna do it in F1 as well. Screw it. And here I was thinking that Fernando Alonso's return was bonkers. Mika's back. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, I've got another one. Three, two, one. Valtteri Bottas has learnt how to clone himself, and now he's going to partner with Valtteri Bottas at Alfa Romeo. <laughs> also sponsored by the country of Finland. <laughs> country. What do you mean, also sponsored by the country of Finland? No one. Oh. You know, We've not spoken about that yet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Imagine Um, double the Valtteri, double the TikToks. (gasps) It's a win-win. The ultimate TikTok team. Forget Aston Martin. TikTok going to stop sponsoring Alfa Romeo. Okay. um, Are there any other bases we need to cover? I mean, I don't think we have to worry about Calamari a lot. Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> any any other bases? I think we've covered them. Knowing us, yeah. we've missed something. In which Hopefully case, not. it would be very funny. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Anyway, um, I guess this part's the end of the, the end of the episode. Except we've got to go back and. Um. Okay. Bye.